Well, happy Hope Day, everyone, and welcome back to Life Works Better with Coach Mel. And with Clarissa's guests. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> and Melvin's friends, yes. But listen, it's cold today. It is. It's a little chilly today. I'm here to announce uh, mm-hmm. that uh, summer is gone. And as my yeah. wife reminded me one time when I uh, just pointed out the obvious, yes. um, she said, uh, all you men are like roosters. Think you have to announce the sunrise and that no one else sees it. <laughs> I'm going to take that home with me. <laughs> I don't know how that's going to work, though. <laughs> so so we're, we're, we're all too good at, uh, especially we men, we're, we're too good at, at uh, pointing out the obvious. Yes. Mainly, mainly we don't want you women to... Um, think that we never see anything. Mm. Okay. Because we, we are uh, rightfully, judiciously accused mm-hmm. and even convicted at times right. uh, by not being able to see, like we just overlook everything. And so when something happens like a sunrise, we want to make sure that you realize that we see it. Mm. And the best way we can do that is to announce it. Great, as opposed to seeing <laughs> the case of butter in the refrigerator that's right in front of your eyes. Yeah. Well, now you've you've already taken my message and 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 kind of. Uh, I shot holes in it now. Yeah, just well, I, I I can't say you buttered it up because it was just the opposite <laughs> of that. <laughs> Speaking of that, we we are having some uh, pumpkin. Uh, muffins and pumpkin lattes. Oh my goodness, tis the season. Yes. It's the season for pumpkin everything. Yes. And you know what? I really don't like pumpkin. I never well, told I was, you that. I was about to say that that uh, people tell me, some people tell me that they don't like pumpkin, yeah. but but you Unless like... Unless it comes from Principia. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. I know what to say. Yes. Do <laughs> <laughs> I have a proud sponsor? That's a way to keep it coming, yes. <laughs> but it's Prin- great. It's been good. And it's it's a secret. But you tell the secrets from Principio. I don't tell the secrets. So this Well, that time was Melvin, my secret, though. Oh, that secret? And you just told it. I just told it. <laughs> wonk, wonk. Okay. So let, yes. A big shout out to Principio Coffee and Tea and supplying us with amazing pumpkin muffins today. Yes. And, and uh, also to slide another member of the Principio family. Yes. And their Principio coaching. Uh, and... That was uh, that has been part of a um, a great relationship and friendship that's developed mm-hmm. uh, between James and me as we've had opportunity over the years uh, to attempt to tackle some of these problems that seem to never go away, mm-hmm. and the people many times, including us, who uh, attempted to tackle it, many times we end up getting tackled yeah. in the process, and. So I'm really glad that uh, James has agreed to be back with us here again today. This this is the 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 culmination of the trilogy, three <laughs> three appearances. <laughs> I love it. I, I kind of felt like I uh, overstate my welcome last week, and then, I, <laughs> then you were invited <laughs> again. And then I was invited again. So never, uh, never. I, that's. Uh, um, <clears throat> I don't know if you guys just don't have anything else to do or you don't have anybody else to talk to. <laughs> well, we can always talk to each other. But, yeah. but some of our listeners have said that they appreciate guests. Yeah. And uh, one even said that uh, 
most of our guests, uh, they really like having them on the show, listen to them on the show, because our guests bring out the best in us, Clarissa. Now, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe we don't How should do we our take best. Um, well, maybe we ought to just leave that one and not even it. take yeah, it. Yeah, let's just sit it. But I do want to say this uh, about uh, a response that I got, James, from last week. Okay. One of our listeners said that uh, in their church that they had uh, annually given out Christmas turkeys and so forth. And whenever she heard you say what you did about, hey, the, the gospel in the kingdom is not just turkey. It's not just at a holiday. It's all year. And so this one listener had uh, asked a, a great coaching question uh, to a person that was in charge of a program to give out turkeys and all um what are we doing the rest of the year to let them know that, that we're not just interested in, in uh, Turkey Kingdom, yeah. That's but good. we're really interested. In, and so they're, they're in the process of, of really uh, uh, looking at that question and answering it and, and making some changes. So I think that's wonderful. And it's very impactful, isn't it? Yes, that's, it is. It's amazing. Oh. That's, that's what the Word of God does and the presence of God does. It's not about us. It's about Him. And if we keep that in the forefront of our, our hearts and mind, I, I think it, uh, it just adds another dimension of the kingdom in a very practical way. Yes. Where people can touch it and feel it and understand that uh, the love of God is so big, if I can use that <laughs> word. Yes. Um, and he cares about everything that concerns us. You know. Um, so uh, that's my story. <laughs> Yes, that's a, a beautiful part of it. Yeah. And um, also, I wanted to uh, just kind of circle back, even from our, our first uh, episode that we had you as a guest, and talk about some of the questions that, uh, that you addressed then and that we've, we've continued to address. But especially uh, these questions and the questions that have really uh, moved you along in your life and in your ministry and, and towards your destiny. And I really see you, James, as someone who uh, has not been satisfied with just addressing uh, superficial problems or symptoms, but someone who has been uh, affected by systems and someone who has, been, who has resisted the infection of systems. And I've, I've sensed that in your attitude and what you say and the actions of your life and uh, I, I really have a lot of respect for you because of that and that you've continued on even uh, within a system. It, it takes a system to challenge a system. Yes, and absolutely. Yes, absolutely. And, and, and the kingdom of God is a system. That's right. There are a lot of, lot of parts, a lot of moving parts, and someone needs to come along and, and, and have some vision of how these moving parts can all move in the same direction and in the right direction. And uh, another thing I've noticed about, uh, about you, James, is that you haven't been satisfied just to, to take the, the standard uh, answers that people in ministry many times give towards targeted groups. Yes. And uh, we become victims of what I, what I call solution bias thinking that we fall in love with our solution. That's right. Not with the Savior. That's right. And so we want to identify a group that we can uh, convince that our solution is the answer to their problem. Yeah. Rather than listening to their problem and, and then responding in a kingdom way with a system that's going to make a difference uh, in the long run. 
Well, you know, solving a problem um, that exists means we must understand the problem first. Uh, or we will bring a solution or what we think is a solution and then try to force it down people's throat. Mm. And when we do that, it does a couple of things. Number one, it causes people to resist you um, because they don't think you're, you know, you really care about them. And it's a mindset that you're bringing and forcing it down our throat because we have this need. The need is not them that we need to understand that that's there's a difference between the need of a person and a person. And if we don't address the person, the need becomes a forced on my attitude mindset um, uh, thing. And it never works. Even if you are successful in terms of making what you saw work, in other words, you got it done in that community. But because they didn't have the buy-in, because they were never invited, they didn't have weigh-in. In other words, you never asked them into the process. You never, you wrote a story about them, but you didn't write the story with them. Mm-hmm. In wow. other words, I need, to, I need to find out about the person and love the person. Um, and systems of the culture are not designed that way. That they're just that's not their their end game. The end game is looking at a particular problem and generally is throwing resources at it, thinking the resources is going to solve the problem. The resources or the problem is just a symptom of what we see. It's not we if we if we do it if we just address the symptoms and never get to the root of the problem, the problem will remain. Mm. And Um, I don't know how you can ever do that apart from the person you're supposed to be trying to help if you don't include them, you know? And so, um, and I think that's where we get in, where the rub is. And uh, even in Christendom, we think about problems and, 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 and that's good. I'm not saying that problems don't exist. I'm not, I'm not wearing a pair of rosy colored glasses. I've lived through these things. So my understanding is not just to exhibit sympathy, but to have empathy because I've been where they are. I can understand what it's like. Mm. I, 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 I can enter into their emotional thing. Um, that's what Jesus did. He, he came as a man. And so many of us separate his deity from his humanity. In other words, those nails hurt you know they're painful the the spear really brought out blood you know he was tired he i how can you be a a great high priest as he is and not be able to identify with those that you're praying for Mm -hmm. because you've never experienced the pain that they're going through yeah and so i that's that's where we look at things different and i I would definitely see that as uh, a unique uh, characteristic of you and what you're attempting to do because like you said you've lived this uh, you've, you've lived the problem and you have also uh, been able to live a solution and now you're wanting to make that uh, solution live on <laughs> uh, well that's right because anytime it's about others mm-hmm. then you 
you're you're thinking long term. If you can accomplish it in your own strength, it's probably not God. Yeah. You know, and and when I say probably not, and what I mean is your dream or ambition or that thing that God's put on your heart that you can't sleep. Uh, there's nights you can't sleep. There's it carries weight on your heart. You ache when you see things uh, happen to people. You um, bottom line. You care. I mean, that's you can't get away from caring. And uh, you can never let yourself become numb to the people you're trying to walk with yeah. to understand their pain. Okay, so uh, we've talked about problems and, and uh, systemic problems, and that's what we mean by a systemic problem. It is it's not just something that happens every now and then. No, it's, it's caused by a system that's there. And it's continued by that system. And so that's why the system has to be addressed as it relates to those people. You know, I have a question for both of you. Do you think that people come in with this um, solution bias? I have the answers. This is the way to do it. Do you think they come in um, delusional by thinking that there's not a system in place already? It may not be a good system, but there is still a system. And so that has to be uprooted or changed or, or uh, manipulated somehow. You know, going in thinking that there's no system and it's just chaos there, I think is, is delusional. And when listening to both of you, I'm understanding that, hey, there is a system already in place. May not be the best one, but you have to go in understanding that. And I believe, uh, James, by you growing up and experiencing those things, you clearly understand that there's a system already in place. Absolutely. But that system needs to be either uprooted or destroyed and implement a new one. But do you think that's where that, that solution bias comes in? You think that there's nothing there and, and that person can just go in and... Yes, uh, I, I would agree with you there. And it's almost like uh, many times we go into, and I say we, I'm talking about uh, ministries, uh, nonprofits right. that uh, that go in supposedly to quote unquote help uh, someone, and we're uh, we're just there to, uh, of course, thinking that we understand the problem, mm-hmm. and uh, when really we're just uh, we're addressing a particular issue rather than what caused the issue, and that that's so easy to do. Because it is a lot easier to raise money in a crisis situation for that's issue-based than to raise money to change a system and change a, a, a lifestyle that's systemically based. Hmm. Because, uh, you know, like uh, here we go again, holidays are coming up. Uh, I just wonder how many uh, how many turkeys we could uh, raise money for to give away, say in uh, June or July. Not many, <laughs> uh, but yeah, not many. Not many. And so we're we're almost like uh, that. And, and I I've I've had uh, considerable experience uh, in other countries even uh, of this same kind of thing. And I, I don't know. It's almost like we. We, uh, we want so much to bring a solution that we say what the problem is to match our solution that we've come up with. 
And then we want to show how we have uh, brought a solution to a problem that we created or that we perceived. When really that, that wasn't it. I, I kind of compare it, uh, James and I uh, both grew up rural, rural Louisiana, about the same time. Right. Uh, I, I am a little bit his elder, so he has to show me some respect there. <clears throat> yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but we both grew up in rural Louisiana mm-hmm. uh, in a culture that uh, very much depended on, on, uh, on raising your own vegetables in many ways. And so I, I kind of see that as an illustration, James. Uh, it made a tremendous difference with the farmers in the area that I grew up in, Louisiana, when someone came along and said, hey, guys, uh, what would it look like if we tested your soil to see what the real need is before you just go out there and put thousands of dollars worth of fertilizer there because you think that is a good thing to add to soil or because somebody uh, on another plot of land used those uh, types of fertilizer. So (laughs) I really feel that we need to test that soil and uh, I feel like you've done that, James. Well, and those are the hard parts um, where you must understand the problem and uh, the real need, not just the symptoms. And the people um, must be part of the story. Mm-hmm. In other words, they have something in their hands that abilities, talents, gifts, resources, influence, so many things that God has placed in their hands and our heart is to help them see it, you know, see what's in their hands. Um, because if you don't do that, then it's you doing something for them. And, um, and I'm not against doing things for people, but is that the best thing to do? In other words, will it live on? Will it last? Will it, will it improve their lives? And you're right. Um, what do we have to do when we come into the kingdom of God? We have to be willing to change our mind. Mm-hmm. Okay. In other words, we got I want to point out something that has something to do with that word uh, repent. That's right. That's what <laughs> repent is, is change your mind. Right. And um, so for me, let me, I'll say it this way, because I've just had to rehearse this. And my team has helped me a great deal is that I'm not there to sell anybody. When I do a, a pitch presentation to a group of people that have resources and gifts and talents that want to come to it to partner with us. Um, I don't try to sell them anymore. Uh, I've, I've gotten away from that whole deal because number one is you can't do it. Uh, you find yourself trying to convince them of something that's a good idea or a God idea. And you know, you just, at the end of the day, my ending point, pray about it, see what, see if God wants you in it, uh, to be involved. And, um, because if, if it isn't, um, then the resources won't come. In other words, if your heart isn't there and that's okay, maybe God's called to use something else and that's okay. But find that thing Mm -hmm. that motivates your heart to put things at risk. And because there is risk, you, you need to understand that it, it is risk. There, there are no guarantees. Um, uh, it, it is risk. And so if you are not willing to embrace that risk, 
then you're not the guy or lady or person to get involved in that because it, it is going to cost you. Yeah. Just understand it's going to cost you. Okay. You know? And I, I would like to not overlook the obvious here again, uh, being, uh, uh, one of the men in the program here today, <laughs> that's not overlooked, obvious. Uh, so again, James, uh, what problem do you or do you feel called to address and to solve? Yeah, I my heart is to see less black young people die on the streets of our city. Mm. That's it. End of the day, that's it. Now, grocery stores are needed in these communities. So just like a missionary going to another place, the grocery stores allows us to address a need mm -hmm. uh, in a self-sustaining way, but it also allows us to be in relationship with people. And once you're in relationship with people, sharing the gospel um, and seeing transformation take place is relatively easier than any other approach that I could ever see. Um, throwing money at it, throwing Bible verses, throwing turkeys at them, all those kinds of things that address a very... <laughs> catch sorry. this turkey. Yeah, catch that turkey. <laughs> I have seen them being thrown, <laughs> but, but, but anyway, that's another subject. But, but my point being is this, is that if I really care about the person, that individual has a Ephesians 2.10, a destiny in God, that God created them for. Mm -hmm. And it is my desire to see that life not lost and that destiny unfulfilled. Mm -hmm. The graveyard is full of those people that had great potential, God-given gifts and talents that the world needed. Mm -hmm. You know, the culture needed them. And uh, for whatever reason, it's like one of my friends said, so many times we're trying to make it safely to the grave. <laughs> yeah, without without with, any without risk. any risk. Yes. Um, good luck with that. Yes. You know, you know, um, you mentioned something there about uh, that there was a solution within every person. Absolutely. And uh, I can remember a few years ago when I was in Kenya, just outside of the capital city of Nairobi, and uh, our guide was taking us. We'd been out to a uh, safari visit that morning and we were heading back into to town and he pulled over on the side of the road and he said I want to show you something and he pointed and over it was uh, probably a couple of miles but over on the side of a of a hill it was just all barren it was just this gray looked like a gray mass it almost looked like a scab mm. on the on the dry uh, landscape there I said what is that and he said that's Kabira that's the largest ghetto in sub-saharan Africa he said, we'd have no idea how many people are in there. Mm -hmm. And there's no plumbing. Uh, there's no, no institution of any kind like school or law enforcement. And there's anywhere from uh, a quarter of a million to a million people in there. We don't really know. And I looked there, and it was just, it was, it was sad. And I really felt the Lord uh, say something to me there, James, which speaks to exactly what you're talking here. This is what I felt the Lord saying, that everywhere in the world that there are people, God has placed within them the ability to provide for themselves in excess so they would even be able to help others. And well, I heard a follow-up to that. It is his assignment to us 
to figure out what that is. Mm-hmm. It's discovery. And then to uh, carry out. Yeah. And so the next, uh, uh, the next day or so, I spent some time visiting with some people right out on the edge of Kibera. And uh, we came up, they came up with a plan and a program that uh, was able to help and to begin something there that was, uh, that was an ongoing opportunity. So, yes, there is something within, and that's, uh, that's a powerful assumption. Yeah. Well, and, and the other thing is, uh, for me, when you look at the problems that our culture um, has, and, and man's always had problems. <laughs> Let's be honest. When he screwed up in the Garden of Eden, we developed problems. And, mm-hmm. But God already had a solution. And um, the other thing that just baffles my mind, um, I don't know if you guys, I'm a pretty simple-minded person, so maybe you haven't seen this this way. God gives Adam, book of Genesis, dominion over the earth. Mm-hmm. He gives him dominion over everything that lives and breathes, but he didn't give him dominion over another man, only over the creation. Mm. And Adam carried in his loins, Adam and Eve, every, every, every other living being mm-hmm. called mankind mm-hmm. was in them. Yes. Which means that the mistakes they made would carry consequences to the next forever mm-hmm. until the second Adam came, which was Jesus. And yet he did not step in and take the dominion back from Adam, knowing Adam was going to commit the sin that would be what we see in our culture throughout history. Um, and the millions of lives, the destinies would not be fulfilled because they didn't know God nor the ways of God. And, um, you know, I, I just find that fascinating. I'm not a theologian and, or any of that. I'm strictly looking at it from a scriptural point of view and letting the Bible say what the Bible says. Well, James, that gives you an advantage over a theologian that didn't look at the Bible and see what it said <laughs> and let it speak for itself. I just want to point that out. <laughs> you said it, I did not. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take a Bible quoting non-theologian any day over a theologian who uh, disparages the Bible yeah. and the scriptures. Yes, uh, that's interesting insight there. Yeah, I, I want to go back and just recap some of the things because I want to be clear to our listeners uh, what I believe and um, what keeps me on the journey that's kept me pushing. Um, my wife, bless her heart, saw early on that I was not going to be a person that's going to sit back in the, in, in the uh, lazy boy recliner and just let life go by. I, I, I didn't. I still don't. Um, it's been 45 years we've been married, but I still don't. Mm-hmm. I, I can't. I, I'm, I'm more excited about the future than I've ever been. And not because I see everything coming into to play and maybe have an opportunity to work it. My end goal was never the grocery store. That's not the end goal. And, um, but it's, it, it, it's birth out of a place that's real simple. And that is, number one, love God. I love God with all my heart. And because he's given me that love for him at such a deep level and a growing level and a, and a, 
enlarging of my heart level, it allows me to love people with everything he's given me. Mm. And so that's my motivation. I don't have another, I don't have a plan B. You know, if the stores never come about, but I obey God, he's pleased. You know, uh, he's pleased anyway, but, I, but I'm saying obedience to God um, and believing for great things because he's a great God um, and a big God. I entered the, what people would call the stupid zone or the impossible zone, whatever you want to, it's always been that way zone, all those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, that's what drives me. That's what gets me up and keeps me up and brings the tears and the, you know, the, the prayers and all those kinds of things, because I only got so much time and I want to, I don't want to spend it. I want to invest it. And so I'm going to be careful about where I put it, you know? So, um, I'm looking as he is for a return, Uh you know, and that return needs to be bigger and broader uh, than anything we could accomplish in our own strength. Yes. Yeah, very good. Uh, and so you are, uh, I'm, I'm kind of, of course, I've, I've known you for several years now, and so I feel like that I, I may have an opportunity to understand what's going on in you and through you than our listeners, but uh, is there somewhere that our listeners could go to get more information about Absolutely. what you're doing and, and yeah. what would that be? Yeah, I right now what we're leading with is our charity. Uh, because it it spells out the mission. I, mm-hmm. I post, you know, blogs there. I, I love doing devotionals every day. Mm-hmm. I, I I post those on Facebook, um, and uh, but it's just uh, hccharities.com. Hccharities.com. Yes. Dot org. Dot no. com. It, and it's it stands for Harvest Community Charities. Okay. Okay. Hccharities.com. Dot com. Yeah. Okay. And, and that'll give a lot of insight um, about our organization. Um, we're still the the pipe, that particular thing is is uh, is still growing. I'm not I'm not that computer person. So you know we are continually inviting people to come partner with us. Um, you heard me say about our prayer intercessors. Yes, that's a place where people can sign up. They get the newsletter every every month uh, every quarter. Uh, and, but they also get an update on what our prayer needs are yeah. in real time. And so uh, once they sign up, they'll get those. But we also will go back and, and respond to what they've been praying about and how and where those things are. And right now, our first work is in Fairfield. The store is under construction. Um, lots of stuff is going on there. It's the first of its kind. Mm-hmm. Fairfield has no grocery store. But we've been on the on the ground for some time with with the charity, um, building relationships within the community, uh, neighborhood partners, church partners, those kind of things. It'll only accelerate when we when the store is close to opening, um, because again we want to we want to live what we say, and we're saying we want people involved and. That happens on the front end, not the tail end. Not after yes. you've done something; it's when you're doing it, and yes. and get them involved. And uh, okay, and, and your your uh, your your planned uh, date to open is sometime early twenty twenty four. Yeah, it, our hope, and I just left a, a meeting uh, this morning is is uh, first quarter of next year. We okay. we, 
you know, opening a store during holidays is is uh, is a kiss of death. We don't do that. I've been in the retail world far too long to 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 do that. Um, so it's it's not a wise thing. There's too many issues and things that can happen. But getting inside the first you know the first quarter of next year is is very doable. And, okay. Uh, so that's Very good. Our shot. And, and uh, Clarissa, we'll make sure that, of course, that we stay in touch with James yes. and uh, and have him back on uh, the show uh, sometime, especially once you get the store open. And we'd love to hear a, an update and for our listeners to be able to keep up with you. And, of course, they could through hccharities.com. Yes. Yeah. And there you can also uh, – I have a um, – uh, email and my mine is just jharris at hccharities.com okay. and so people can email me um, also there's a phone number they can call me if they like if they don't answer if I don't if they don't say hi or something within the first couple of seconds I know it's a robocall and it's probably not going to be answered <laughs> <laughs> so just so you know yes. <laughs> just so you know and James, um, there, there might be some folks out there uh, who or hearing uh, a deeper sound within them other than just with their ears and even with their mind, but also with their heart and may want to be involved in something like this in their own location yeah, somewhere. And I, so I want to encourage anyone, if, if something is stirring within you now, like, yes, this is something that needs to be addressed. Oh, they just want to want a, uh, a closer look, you know, yeah. let me, give me some more information. Let me hear about how I can get involved in, in those kind of ways. I will tell you that the problems that we face in our culture are not, not, not um, because there is a lack of resources. That's mm-hmm. not the problem. It's caring enough to build a different system and looking at it from a different way. And so um, I had a good friend of mine tell me this, and he helped me immensely. And, uh, you know, anytime you got something that needs resourcing, whether it's financial or just, uh, you know, other resources, is that you begin in your close circle of people. And that's, that's what, you know, I did too, because that's, that's who I knew. And this, is, this person um, is very um, resourced and financially. And so he gave me the most honest answer I've ever heard. And his answer changed the way I looked at things. Ooh, what was that, James? Well, you know, he said to me, he said, James, I don't think I care enough about this problem to put my money at risk. Mm. And I go, I don't like what you said. Or I, I like what you said, but I didn't like the way you said it. But I get it. And, you know, mm. my encouragement to him was, thank you. I really appreciate that. You'll never hear me asked about that with you again. We won't have this conversation again. But I would encourage you to find that thing that does move your heart, does feel you feel the calling of God to, and get in, get in it. I, I wrote a devotional not too long ago because I hate the word retirement. It, it's unbiblical, unscriptural. It's a word taken from our culture. Well, I'm, um, I'm beginning to hate it, especially when I realize it may not happen to me. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guarantee you it will happen to you. Because at some point, 
they're going to put dirt in your face and you ain't going to be in that tent <laughs> and you were just retired. <laughs> well, maybe we need to call it reinterred. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I call, they call it internment, right? <laughs> so, reinterment. So, so, so. Reinterment. <laughs> but, but I hate the word because it carries with it a connotation that I'm stepping out of life as, you know, I, I mean, I get it. Don't, don't, I'm not so stupid that I don't, or try to be highly spiritual. I understand it. And I'm not saying that one should not change pace. Mm-hmm. Repurposed. But, yeah, repurpose. Um, but there's so much there of experiences, of knowledge and wisdom that the next generation needs. And if you take yourself out now, mm-hmm. you can't speak to that anymore. And unlike a lot of people, I don't believe experience is the best teacher. It is a teacher. Mm-hmm. It. I would hate to think that I have to experience everything to find out that right. that's not the right thing to do. Right. So um, that's the reason I, I really feel like to, it is cr- critical for us to have two people in our lives. One is someone older than we are we can learn from and not fall in the holes and someone younger than we are so we can both stay relevant and help them not fall in holes. Mm -hmm. And I think those two things gives us a great picture of the life of the kingdom of God. Um, Titus 2 tells us about young women and their relationship with older women and vice versa with men. Mm -hmm. And so God has a plan to, we don't have to start out at ground level every time. We can... We can grow on their shoulders, and we can reach heights that they could not reach, but it honors them in the process. Yes. All right. Well, uh, James, thank you for your uh, for your time the last uh, two weeks. It's and been a lot of being, fun. Being the third one. And Clarissa, uh, what, what's on your mind here as we, Man, I just, as we move along with this story? I went straight to the website. Oh, did you? I did. Well, look at here. And it's so packed with ways that people can get involved. Um, it's at um, www.hccharities.com. Mm-hmm. And so there's a way that if you're an individual, you can mm-hmm. get involved. If you're a church, you can get involved. If you're an investor, please get involved. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there are ways that you can get involved um, with Harvest Community. Mm-hmm. And also there's a way that you can donate uh, mm-hmm. as well. And so uh, I think on that site, we accept uh, PayPal mm-hmm. and also all major credit cards, right. uh, just in case you're asking. Friends, there's folks out there that need us. Yes, <laughs> indeed. So whatever we <laughs> yeah. can do, Melvin, to to get involved, uh, we need to do that uh, to, to help with the mission. And if you want to know more information about Harvest Community and what's going on with Carver-Jones, all of that information is on this website, and it's very clearly laid out. Uh, I enjoyed looking at it. It's a very easy read uh, that I was able to kind of get some more information out there. So, and Now, do you really want people to email you, or do you want them to maybe email community? Com- well, you know, here's, here's, a, here's a secret. They all come to me anyway. So, <laughs> so, so you are communications at HC yeah. as well? well what, what I administrator do, uh, she does, is forward those to me anyway. Right, so right. It's HC like, stands yeah. for head commander. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, I've got four emails. You know, Carver Jones, uh, my personal one, um, which is Harvest Community Charities, which is another organization that um, – does the same thing, but it's geographically it does it in the Midwest. Okay. And uh, 
and then um, also HC Charity. So at least it will be subject driven to that particular email, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and not just get a no, you know, the platform of everything. Right. So that's yeah. that's the reason. So there, there are ways that where you can get to him. Um, you can get to him by way of the website or you can go to Jay Harris at HC Charities. Dot com. I advise everyone to get involved. Uh, I believe you so in the midst of the trilogy, as uh, Coach Mel mentioned, <laughs> uh, you were able to really clearly define the mission of Carver Jones and Harvest Community. And uh, I'm really excited. And I think Melvin, you are too, just yes. about what you're doing uh, in the community of Fairfield, Alabama, which is probably your your first location here it in is. Alabama. It so, is. It is. Um, and, and, and Melvin, you know, we've done a lot of things across the state of Alabama. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh, but I wanted to really concentrate um, in a place so we can test all our systems and and see what works and doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Be able to see the effect on that on that city. Um, mm-hmm. And this this may sound Canyana, but I'm expecting to see once we get into some of these communities to be able to see crime drop, to see um, kids less kids die on the streets of our cities yes and to bring to be a catalyst for hope i mean that's really what it is um when you lose hope Mm. that tomorrow is going to be better than today Mm -hmm. you know um i carry a deep hope that my grandparents gave me and their their prayer continuously was that i would uh, their great, their grandchildren and great grandchildren would have a life better than they had, and they would be able to experience things that they never dreamed they would. But they sowed in our lives so that we would be that, and we owe them a debt. I, I really believe many of my ancestors are standing from the balconies of heaven, cheering me on, and I carry that in my heart that I owe them. I, I owe them. Uh, yes, just as we owe, owe Jesus, which we'll never pay, and he didn't do it because he was trying to um, receive glory from himself, even though he was, be, God said, his father said, I will glorify you. Yeah. And uh, to bring him glory for everything that his blood paid for on that cross. Yes, and, and uh, just what you mentioned, uh, your ancestors overlooking the balconies of heaven, that's in case someone thinks that that's a bit of uh, heresy, uh, that's in the book of Hebrews. That's right. That's and right. And so uh, I would I would kind of like to uh, uh, just really emphasize a couple of things here as we close today. One is that uh, everyone out there has someone that's wanting to cheer you on for something. Absolutely. So find Absolutely. out what that is. Yes. And if it's not in your heart to do what James is doing or to help him do what he's doing, find out what it is. Just because this isn't it doesn't excuse me from not finding out Absolutely. what it is. Absolutely. And so uh, that, that's the greatest search, I think, of mankind. And uh, just for a shameless plug for one of our sponsors here, Principio Coaching, uh, <laughs> that's what we do at Principio Coaching. Help you find that, that pearl of great price somewhere that you're willing to give your life for, invest everything in it, and risk everything. Uh, just imagine the risk that God took when he chose me and you, James. Yeah, yeah. He knew and, he knew what he was getting when he got me. <laughs> <laughs> and listen, guys, again, go out to hccharities.com, learn more about Carver Jones and Harvest Communities. 
Uh, we're so excited that you're joining us today and continue to give us more ideas uh, here with Life Works Better with Coach Mel. And maybe we can oblige you, bring you some more folks out here and and, and see what else we can do. Yes. Well, Amen. thank you guys for having me. It's been a lot of fun. Yes, and, well, thank uh, you. Um, you've been, I've heard so many positive things from uh, from my audience of people. So that's been, that's been good. Yes. Thank you very much. Yes. All right, guys. Thank you again for joining us. Be sure to reach out to our sponsors, Principio Coffee, and grab some of this pumpkin spice. And those muffins were just everything. They, mm. they were everything. Thanks, Liz, for what you're doing and uh, in Principio. But remember, you can get your subscriptions out there at Principio Coffee and Tea, your monthly subscriptions, and uh, get that free coffee mug, which is amazing. Also, there are some great T-shirts out there with some great merchandise, uh, Principio Coaching um, sweatshirts and uh, hoodies. I think uh, Coach <laughs> Mel has a hoodie on today. Yes. So be sure to go out there and grab some of that merchandise as well and see what all is new here for the holiday season. So again, thank you so much for joining us. And guys, we'll see you back here next week. All right.